It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, week eight is uh, now basically in the books. I guess there's a couple of games on Saturday before we can really shut the books on week eight. But in the MAC, it pretty much went the way we thought it would go. Maybe not. Ex- we got the results we thought. I don't know if we thought it would go exactly. Uh, some games were closer than I thought. I thought Fitz would be frisky, and they were. They had that as a tie game in the fourth quarter, but a perfect hook and ladder call at the perfect time uh, gave PH the lead. Then their defense bowed up. Uh, Marysville maybe slept walk a little, but still got the win. And St. Clair got a big win. They finally needed that one. They, they had to win that game. Um, oh, and Northern. I, I, and I would have never City loved them him. again if they didn't. Well, you, they still have Dennis's love because <laughs> they did win. And Northern and uh, – Marine City did what we knew they'd do. Yeah, they they got blowout wins. And then we had a couple of games in the uh, the BWAC, actually three tonight. Uh, and the the most interesting one was the, the, the two teams that don't have anything to play for. Yeah. <laughs> that ended up being the closest game of the night. Well, suppose we think we know the score. We still haven't gotten yeah, anything I'm, official with I'm, that. I'm going to go with that. That sounds believable to but, me. And I trust the, the, the source. Anyway. Um, get to the MAC, but the, I think we'll have a lot to talk about with the three games in the BWAC compared to the five MAC games. Yeah, well, I mean, again, you get to week eight and, and you've got silver teams crossing over with the bronze, and uh, I'm, I'm going to be quite honest, uh, I, the gold is not impressive this year. And I think Fitz is better than we gave him credit for. Like, I think they might have had kids out early, but even their best effort came up two touchdowns short. That's why the BWAC needs to absorb the Mac Silver teams. Anyway, <laughs> hit the break before we have a 20-minute opening about my, my diabolical plot to make it a uh, 12-team BWAC. Well, you, you haven't done it in a couple of weeks at least, so, I mean, why not? I'm Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. 
Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. Dura Clean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. and serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin has daily specials like Taco Tuesday, Polish Wednesday, Italian Thursday, Prime Rib Friday, Barbecue Rib Saturday, and Home Style Sunday. Come and try Chef Susie's world-famous soups and sauces, too. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. We're all friends here. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady uh, in a, a feisty mood. It was finally fall out there tonight, and it was uh, cool. Uh, I had rain uh, in the second half at at Croswell, I was pretty I'm glad you dry. Didn't. Yeah, because I was outside. Thank God, Armada is basically tearing down their field and starting from scratch. I'm, we're fine with that. Yes, but we'll start in the MAC. Um, you want to start with PH? They got yeah. a 44-30 win over Warren Fitz. I believe they were down 30 to 23 in this one, and then scored 21 straight points. So having not been there, I. I I have a feeling that PH probably was using a lot of guys. Well, tonight. or they were maybe a little overconfident, and this might be a good game to reset them and say, "Hey, you're not invincible. You can be trailing in the second half, but then you have the ability to score 21 unanswered and win by two touchdowns." And I also think it's like you said. I think Fitzgerald has gotten a little bit better as the season has uh, progressed here. They played tough teams at the start. They started 0-3 and lost uh, to Mott 30-16, to Northern 26-14, and to Cousineau, who is one of the three gold champions along with Fitz and North, 21-8. And then they went on a tear, and they'd won four in a row going into this game, including a really big win over Gross Point North last week that really nobody expected. Right. So I think Fitz might have been coming in, too, riding a wave, feeling confident about themselves. And like you say, maybe PH took a little while before they started to put their A game together. But when they did, they they couldn't be stopped. And I was able, because my game got over fairly quickly, to the last, like, eight to ten minutes, I was able to catch most of it. And it was PH going down to score to make it 37-30, like three or four and out, 
and then went back in and scored. And I'm like, oh, okay. Apparently, all I needed to do was tune in and <laughs> they figure it out. But PH gets a win, and they will take on Marysville next week. But PH is rolling. They're not a team I want to play. No. And, and real quick, and I want to mention this now. Castec beat King tonight. King's going to go and lose to Cincinnati St. Moeller next week because that is like a De La Salle of Ohio, but maybe even more impressive. Like, just Google Cincinnati St. Moeller NFL players, and it won't be a short list. Um, so there's a good chance King now misses the playoffs at 4-5. and five. But there's a, The state will give them so many playoff mm. points for those two games that uh, they'll end up hosting. Point being, <laughs> P.H., might have now avoided a hurdle, and after years of getting nothing but hurdles thrown at them, might have just had the the, the karm, karmic pendulum swing back a little bit for the Red Hawks. Well, I'd still like to uh, to to tuck another win in there um, against Marysville, and you know Marysville's going to come and play hard, right? They, we'll get to the Vikings in a second. They kind of coasted tonight, but, but you, I, you know they will come and play hard next week. But I just wanted to bring that up yeah. because that was a big one, and King can still make it at four and five, but they're in danger. And I don't know um, with the goose poop projections because it just had it listed as CSL crossover, so I don't know if it was accounting for it being Cast Tech, who doesn't have a great record, so they don't have a ton of playoff points to give. But that's a that's a big help for PH. So if yeah. so for the Red Hawk fans out there scoreboard watching, wondering who they could run into, listen, I still think they could beat King. But it would be nice for once in Port Huron's playoff history, I guess twice because in 2011 they had a decent draw, to not have to play a, a statewide brand in the first yeah, No, I, I know. I just I want them to keep winning here because I want three home playoff games because that, to me, is well, their, Lake their, West, their best chance of a, of a deeper run. Wald Lake Western lost tonight, too, to Mason. And that was a team that was 7-0 and coming in, and I don't think they'd see Mason until a semifinal at least. So maybe that flips the Wald Lake Western possibility. Um, I don't know about Avondale. I know they play like Cousin O next week, so we'll get a little more. They already played Cousin O. No, they play another MAC team if it's not yeah. Cousin O. Um, but I know they play a MAC team next week. So we'll get a, a little more gauge on them. But PH1, we thought they would win. Um, they did a nice job. Uh you know, facing a little adversity and maybe being reminded that they're mortal. But honestly, for me, the bigger news was that Cast Tech won and kept uh, King on the outside looking in for the playoffs. All right. Um, Northern went to East Point. No problems there. 42-12. to 12. The Huskies roll in uh, this one. Now, they were expected to win this game, but I'm going to say something you know uh, they made that change at quarterback and I think it's made a difference for them in the three games now they've scored 30 27 and 42 they've won all three games and the 27 was against a really good Mott team yes where they had a big lead blew it and still kept it together and won the football game so you know and and you know their their defense is their defense. They've had two bad games defensively this year, and they shut everybody else down. Well, I mean, this game they could have had you at quarterback, and I think 
they would have won. East Point's not good, and I'm guessing that their defense gave up some later scores. I don't think it was like 14-12, to 12. Um, not knowing a ton about this game, but Northern did what we expected them to do. So they go to 6-2, to and two and uh, they'll play St. Clair in uh, Week 9 and try to get to 7-2, and two. and the problem with them is – it's looking like they're either going to get Roseville or De La Salle, so hey, pick your poison. Deal with that. Um, worry about St. Clair coming up. Deal with that, and once we get the draw, okay, we'll worry about whoever that is. But if you beat St. Clair, maybe you have a chance to host, depending on who's in the district. Again, there's a chance they could go out west and play like Midland or play – uh, Mount Pleasant or uh, Saginaw Heritage. There is that off chance that you play a team you did not think you had any chance to play in a district. Because, again, with PH and Northern being in different divisions, that makes a huge difference of where they put them in the playoffs. Uh, it would be fine with me. They, they can go play Timbuktu just mm. so long as it's somebody different. I'm tired of seeing purple I am. in the first <laughs> round of the playoffs. I am, too. Uh, I think Marysville slept walk through their homecoming win over Lincoln 24-14. They got the win, though. Yes. Okay. That's... I'm going to cut them some slack there, but no, this wasn't what I was expecting. I, I thought the Vikings would put up uh, 40-something. I thought they'd win 42-14. to Yeah, but, hey, you got the win. Again, in between two rivalry games with St. Clair and Port Huron, uh, they probably heard us blabbering about how they were going to roll by a lot. No, it wasn't a running time win, but Lincoln, I guess, is at least somewhat decent defensively. Um, but Marysville got the win. That's the important part. They're 6-2, and two, and if the St. Clair win didn't guarantee them a playoff spot, this one did, which, by the way, just I know it's changed, and I know most people know about this now, but there's no more six and in. Like, I still see some – I'll see something out there every once in a while. Like, this team is trying to clinch a playoff spot from people that should know better. Yeah. And it's – there's no six and in. It's when you yeah, can that, do – That changed a, a couple of years ago. Yeah, the first year was technically the COVID year, but everyone was in then. Yeah. So the first year it was in practice was the 21 season. But just PSA out there um, – for the casual fans that maybe just don't follow it like we do, it's just have the the top 32 playoff points in your division, and you'll be in. So I just wanted to throw that out there. So until you can do math and realize that you're guaranteed to be one of the 32 teams in playoff points, there's no clinching a playoff spot yeah. until you can do that. Six wins do, does not get you in there Teams in the state last year that won, was one. that won six and didn't get in. And uh, Powers a couple of years ago went, what, two, two and seven. seven and hosted a playoff game. Yeah, and got beat by Corona. But I'm just throwing that out there because I think I saw something today or yesterday, and I'm like, what are we doing? Come on. Yeah. But By the way, uh, Scheffler had uh, three TDs tonight and rushed for 107 for Marysville. So he was he was kind of the guy. He was the guy that uh, – that uh, didn't take homecoming lightly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's been a nice story for Marysville. He's been a nice one-two punch with Sakuchi. Like, he's been a nice 
second spot for them, uh, something that Marysville is needed to have. So you can't just key in on Sakuchi. Two picks for the Vikings tonight, too. So well, Their defense played pretty well. Um, but, hey, a win's a win. Maybe not the prettiest one, but as long as you end up on top, you can forgive a little bit of maybe not the best game. Talk about forgiven. 28-7, St. Clair was up 28-0, then they pulled the shoot and coasted to the victory. They needed this bad. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, the, the, the Saints have had a tough season. And, you know, they're another one of those teams that you can just sit there and go, what if, what if, what if. Four different plays, and we're talking completely different about the St. Clair Saints this year than we have been. But after losing to South Lake, I just simply, Brady, I, I've been throwing tantrums behind the <laughs> scenes, going, I, I, I will disown the Saints if they don't beat Hazel Park. And they did. And thankfully, they did, and, and they did without me having to worry about it either right. at 28-7. to like, I know, I think it was 14 nothing at half. or It was one of those games where it was close, but I don't think it was actually close. Like, St. Clair took care of business. Because I was worried with them having to go down yes, there. I was too. But I'm glad they got a convincing win. I'll tell you what, that bus ride home was probably a lot of fun. There was probably just a lot of relief. And they could enjoy their weekend going, all right, we got one. And you know what? They're playing with house money. Go to Northern and have fun. Yeah, just play hard, guys. Just keep because playing no hard. one has any. You don't have any expectations anymore. If you lose, all right. Well, not much from between two and seven or three and six. But if you do win, then at least for the last game, everyone's going, "Holy hell! What what happened here?" Yeah, and and that would be considered a, a pretty good upset, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, so. Yeah, just just keep playing hard. And I, I was glad they won tonight. That that's yeah. probably of all the scores that we we got tonight, other than Carol losing, that was probably the <laughs> one that made me happiest. Uh, Marine, Marine City roll center line fifty eight to to twelve. Are, are you talking about the Mariners yet, or, or I got to wait another two weeks? You know what? <laughs> I, maybe I'll respect Durant enough to at least uh, somewhat worry about Marine City. But I mean, come on, what what are we doing? Mac Bronze crossovers. What are we doing? Claw, I mean, Marine City. We're doing our seventh the, the, straight honestly, win. The fact that I think I said uh, during my game's broadcast when it was like 37 to 6 at half or something, I said, and the most surprising part there is center line has six. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's that true. That means they scored when there was probably starters in for Marine City. Center but. line is only the fourth team this year to get a second touchdown against the Mariners. <laughs> that's impressive. That's impressive. But, Dennis, I just – when we were looking through, so Clawson won the, the bronze, right? It was 5-0. and They were 6-1 and overall. And they crossed over with third place in the silver. Third place. Not, uh, not Marine City. Not even Marysville. They crossed over with a Lampier team that was third but a distant third. Like they got handled by both Marysville and Marine City. They lost 41 to 14. So if Clawson was in the silver, maybe at best they're fourth. But I don't know if they beat Clintondale. I don't know if they beat St. Clair. They might beat Southlake. 
So they might. I don't know. It's just South, South Lake is on a roll now. It's just why I don't really respect the bronze. Like there's, it's kind of harsh. Can we can we tell people what I I was bored today. <laughs> Yes, you were. So I got into the the. There's a, a simulator, the Cal, Cal preps, preps, yeah, and, and it it's very ballpark esque. Like it, it doesn't take usually size of school into account. It just looks at your you know, the strength of your record and anything. Anyway, go ahead. But I put Ubley in the bronze just for fun, just for fun, and they went six and zero and outscored the bronze teams three hundred and forty six to six. Not they that, didn't give up a touchdown. It was two field goals. It was two field goals. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just, like, the bronze champ, undefeated, undisputed bronze champs comes up and gets KO'd by the third place silver team. Yeah. Well, you saw what Marine City did to them earlier in the year. I, it's, it's, why I, it's why I just, I don't know. But Southlake beat uh, New Haven 42-24. For their third win of the year, and two of them have been against bronze. They've teams. actually played more competitive football the last couple of weeks. Uh, well, Lamphere clobbered them last week, but but like Clintondale was somewhat close, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, the 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 good teams have handled them. Fifty six six Lutheran North, forty four nothing Marysville, fifty four nothing Marine City, and forty three nothing Lamphere. And then they've had competitive games with everybody else they've played. They, did you realize they have six home games this year? Who, Southlake? Yeah. I mean, I didn't really study the Cavaliers. No, I just – Well, you know I why? was looking at it now. Because Marysville had to forfeit yeah. their home game. That's they, they, why. They, they've got six. Because that was supposed to be at Marysville, but the turf wasn't ready. Anyway, I mean, that's the most – They couldn't take advantage of it. So it might not have been the massacre we were thinking it was going to be, but – I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I mean – 5-0. and 5-0. Oh, and oh, and yeah. even the teams that threatened still lost by a couple scores. Uh, and one other score, uh, Roseville beat Anchor Bay 22-19. to Another close but no cigar for the Tars. And I can't figure out Roseville. No, I can't figure out Roseville. Like, either. I have to imagine there have been kids in and out of the lineup. I would think so. And the Brother Rice win doesn't look as good because they're about to go 0-9, and you just hate to see it. Well, it might have been Roseville beating them that just made <laughs> them snap and not have a good season. Uh, <laughs> they might have crumbled to dust there. All right, we'll get into the BWAC games because we actually saw a couple of BWAC games uh, uh, tonight, so we'll get into that next. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer? Teach your grandkids to fish. Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. With in-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. 
At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with Dennis and Brady and into the BWAC we go. All right, um, Almont and Yale are tomorrow. An Almont win, they're the outright champs. But now they have to win the game because Croslex won tonight. Okay, so I'll be honest about this, Brady. I was expecting like 35-21, to 35-24. I got 34-14. So I mm-hmm. got about what I expected but how I got there you was never, kind of a jumbled mess. You never had a feel for the game is kind of the what I got out of it. Well, well, here's what it, or, or the way I can best describe it, having been there and witnessed it. I felt like Croslex had a chance to blow them off the field in the first half, and the score at halftime was 15 to 14 with the Pioneers making a fourth down stop at their 12-yard line to end the half. You said there was another part of you that went, well, North Branch could have had the lead in getting the ball to start the third quarter. It was The best way you put it is, if you're on the North Branch side, you're going, man, we had opportunities to take a lead and make this a game. And if you're cross legs, you're going, man, we had opportunities to run away with this one. So then the second half happens. And it felt like all third quarter long, North Branch is knocking on the door to take the lead, to take the lead, to take the lead, and they don't. And they get outscored 19 to nothing in the second half. And at the end of the night, the score is about what I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe North Branch would get another score. Um, but it just the way it got there was um, not the way I expected it to get there. Um, but... It was still, for three quarters at least, an up-for-grabs football game. It really wasn't until once Croslex got up two scores, it was done. Right. North Branch wasn't coming back. The rain was starting to come down. Now it's 28-14. to 14. 
you know, that that's not an offense designed to come from behind. And, and then they, they gave up another touchdown. So by, by that point, by the fourth quarter, you knew who was going to win. But for three quarters, at least score-wise, the game was still up for grabs, and it was just a weird game. These are the highlights. The quarterback is Robinson. He's directly under center. They'll put a man in motion. They'll give the ball to Gorman, and he's trying to get outside. Gorman gets away from a man to the 40, to the 30, to the 20, 15, 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Forget about it. Gorman's into the end zone, a 49-yard touchdown run, and the Broncos strike quickly. Six carries, 31 yards for Espinoza. Five carries, 25 yards for Grappi. Everything on the ground for both teams so far. Second down and nine from the 14. Herman the back in a pistol look. He's to the right of the quarterback, and Espinoza's going to keep it. Espinoza squiggles through. He's to the 10, to the 5, and he's into the end zone for a Pioneers touchdown. Looked like he ran straight into the line, and then he came out 14 yards later in the end zone. And Crosslex is within an extra point of tying this up with 3.28 to go here in the first quarter. Straight drop this time. Espinoza looking, has all kinds of time, throwing for the end zone, and he's got a man out there. That's Levitt for a touchdown, and then Levitt's going to get a penalty for taunting. First time he's been able to get out of there and bust loose. He's going to try it again. He's to the 40. He's to the 30. He's to the 20. Robinson, 15, 10, 5. Forget it. He's in the end zone for a Bronco touchdown. 45 yards for Robinson, and they're a two-point conversion away from tying the score with 5.17 to go here in the first half. Second down and five from the seven. Again, they can get a first down without a touchdown. Espinoza inside the five, fighting towards the goal line, and he is in. Touchdown, Pioneers. Gavin Espinoza from seven yards out, and that will make it 21 to 14. First and goal to go, Pioneers from the two. Again, trying to take a two possession lead in the game. They'll go full house backfield. They got a couple of big bubbas. Out in front right now. Espinoza on the sneak. They're going to try to push him over, and he's into the end zone for his third touchdown of the game, and that is a huge six points for Crosslex. They go up 28-14 with 7.48 to go here in the fourth. Penalty against the Broncos is going to be half the distance. That's going to put the ball down right around the three-yard line. So first down goal to go, Pioneers. From the three with 4.20 to go, and they're up 28-14, trying to put the final nail in the coffin here. Herman, the back, is this time behind Espinoza. Day, the lead man in this pistol look. Spinoza taking his uh, time here before snapping. They're going to let as much clock run as possible. Hand off Herman straight ahead, and he's into the end zone for a pioneer touchdown. Three-yard run for John Herman. 
And I'm going to tell you what, John Herman gave them a spark. Um, Grappi uh, played well tonight, but it was really Herman that kind of spiced things up, and he, and he rushed for over 50 yards just in the second half. Um, you know, Belly had his 80 yards right. tonight. Uh, Espinoza went for 125 and three touchdowns. He also uh, threw a 29-yard uh, touchdown pass. So, you know, again, they got the play from their stars. But, you know, if you look at what North Branch did, Brady, I had them for 301 yards rushing. They just got stopped on a few key fourth and shorts, yeah, right? Uh, Robinson had 166 yards. Gorman had 100 yards. That's a little deceptive because he had half his yardage on the first carry that he had in the game, and then they really kind of keyed on him. But, yeah, in uh, you, you had a fourth down stop at the end of the half, mm-hmm. and then there were two in the third quarter consecutively with North Branch inside the 40. Right. Where it's, it's like if they get one of those three mm-hmm. and then punch it in, it might be a different ball game tonight. But each time the Pioneers defense – and it wasn't close. It wasn't like, ooh, we're going to have to yeah. measure. or Oh, that play had a chance. It was like, bam, no chance. Sorry, you're not getting this yard. So, I mean, I was impressed because, again, I think a lot of this North Branch team, I'm a little worried about them getting into the playoffs. Well, if now. they beat Holly, they should be in. Okay. Like, I think there's a, an off chance if they – when they might be out, but now that they have Cross Lex's playoff points in their back pocket, um, and they play a bigger Holly team, if they win, I think they're in. But I, I just think we we got to tip our caps to to Cross Lex. This is a good football team. Yes, it is, and this was a spot I was worried about them. And not only did they pass, passed pretty easily. I don't want to say easily, but comfortably. I think yeah, is the I mean, best way it, to put it, it. Again, it's it's weird. It was a close game for a long time. It's kind of like the Richmond game. It was a close game for a long time, and then it got away at the end. But why did it get away? Well, because Crosslex can makes makes plays and just warm in down. the clutch and warm down. And I guess you can play the what if game forever. I mean, what if North Branch gets those first downs? But what if Croslex doesn't have a few big drops? It, again, it's why yeah, you mean, play the like, game. It's cross again before it got to the first fourth down stop. Croslex could have been up twenty-eight to seven or thirty-five right. to seven, or North Branch could have had the lead going into <laughs> halftime. It's it's the, it was a weird game, but that's a nice win for Croslex, and now they have a big prove it game. Next week against Freeland. Yeah, and you got to go to Freeland. And, uh, again, all I've heard is good things about Freeland. Yes. You you go to Freeland, you get a win, and now you're going. you putting the state on notice. I think Armada has a chance next week to do that, but they're rolling right now. Armada's a darn good football team, 56-14. to 14. They beat Richmond. I thought they'd handle their business against Richmond. And I thought there was a chance they could, you know, really win convincingly. I didn't think it was going to be 42 nothing at halftime. I I, I mean, thought Armada was going to win, and I thought Armada was going to win a little easier than you did. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, when I saw 42 to nothing, I was like, hmm? Yeah. Interesting. 
Like, this is a young team that is starting to mature, starting to hit their stride. And we'll talk about it after we play the highlights and we play the interview. But, Dennis, this is maybe an Armada team that if they didn't get some bad luck or just made a couple more plays, we're talking about this team like we are maybe not Almont, but everyone just below Almont. Like, yeah. they have been playing really well. So, uh, here are the highlights in the Armada's 56-14 win over Richmond. Benetti takes the snap, goes between the legs, picks it up the 40, rolls out left, makes a man miss, still scrambling for his life, and he can't get away from the pressure. He throws it, and it's picked off! Picked off, Armada taking it down the sidelines. Pick six, Armada! A terrible decision to try and salvage the sack. Siler in motion left to right. Snap, handoff, Malbrook looking for room. Cuts it inside the right tackle, has room. 15, 10, looking for the corner. He's got it. Jackson Malberg into the end zone. The sophomore extends the Tigers' lead. 13-0 Armada. Three minutes to play here in the first. Fourth and two, snap, handoff, Mulberg looks for room, breaks off a would-be tackler to the 10, to the 5, stiff arms his way into the end zone. They needed two yards instead, Armada gets six points, 20, nothing, Armada. Deep man, Mulberg snap, handoff up the middle and into the end zone. Touchdown, Armada. Zach Dykes got him into the red zone and Dykes gets them into the end zone, 27, nothing, Armada. Pratt under center turns hands and there's a pile. Did they get in? They did. Touchdown Armada. Zach Dykes his second of the half. Pratt snap hand off Mulberg looking for number four. He finds a hole slithers into the end zone. Touchdown Armada. Fourth of the night for the sophomore Mulberg and it is 48 nothing Armada. Still in at quarterback for Richmond, out of the pistol. Bergeon in the backfield, snap, play action, throws far side. Caught by Don Benetti in the backfield. Works to the outside, Benetti with room, 45-50. It's a foot race into Armada territory, the 30, the 20, and the bubble screen will go 74 yards to the house. Richmond on the board, Benetti to Benetti on the bubble screen. Ruse, pitch near side, looking for the edge. Goyke has the edge to the 45-50, foot race. 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, breaks a tackle and rumbles into the end zone. 57 yards for the junior, Kenny Goyke. And Armada answers right back, 55 to 7. From their own 48, snap play action. Benetti wants the deep ball, defender fell. It's caught at the 20-yard line. Nobody in front of Logan Northrum. It'll be a 52-yard touchdown reception. Your final from Doc or of Krause Field. Armada 56, Richmond 14. All right, Logan. Yeah, I mean, he was, I mean, wide open. Like I said, the defender fell. But um, Kyle Rowley is now 5-0 and against Richmond, and he was pretty happy. He knows his young team's rolling, and uh, he was pretty excited to get the win. So got a chance to talk to Coach Rowley after the game. Here's uh, Coach. Here with a very happy Kyle Rowley, your Armada Tigers. Just, uh, well, took care of business 56-14, to 14, beat rival Richmond. And, well, I think the biggest thing is you can see a difference. Your team's matured a lot. But overall, I'm assuming you're pretty happy with the performance. Oh, super pleased. You know, I, it's, it's that thing that I've been waiting for all year, just for, you know, just waiting for everything to finally click. And, you know, I think last week, 
you know, against North Branch, something clicked. And then tonight we just carried over and uh, put together a strong 48-minute performance. Would you say this is maybe, without watching film, the best game you've had probably since the week one win against Marine City? Yeah, I think so. I think for four straight quarters, you know, we handled business. Um, uh, You know, we did our jobs. We took care of the football, you know, caused some turnovers. I, I think... I think it's right up there with week one. How important is it to have a little patience and see the bigger picture with a young team? I mean, you're, you had the shortest senior night I've ever seen. About six kids came through, and you knew it might take a little bit, but you're a different football team than I saw when I last watched you guys live against Yale about a couple month and a half ago. Yeah, it, it, uh, I don't have a lot of them, but I knew I was going to have to be patient, you know, mm-hmm. just for the young guys to kind of get their feet under of. And, you know, it took a couple weeks longer than I wanted it to. But, you know, I think we're peaking at the right time, going in the right direction. Fifth straight win over Richmond, the, the best streak Armada's ever had over their rival. Has to feel good to take care of business and keep a trophy in your case. Yeah, the jug stays where it belongs, um, you know, and it's, it's, you know, it's fun for the coaches, but, you know, it's really important to the kids, and I'm just happy for them that they, uh, they solidified it, you know, with a statement, um, and they get to bring the jug back home for another year. Well, Coach, congratulations, and uh, good luck next week against Corona. I appreciate it, Brady. Have a good one. So let's talk about this rivalry for a bit because, Dennis, I think it's officially entering that territory where not only has it flipped, but it's kind of like where Marine City Marysville is, that now I think Armada is has the mental edge in this rivalry too. It's not, all right, a good class came through Armada and got a couple of wins, five in a row for Armada against Richmond. They had never won more than three in a row against Richmond date since the first game that the historical site had in 63. This is a rivalry that I think that Armada has firmly taken control of. And you look at Armada's roster, they had six seniors tonight for senior night. Six. They ain't going anywhere. This is a rivalry that for a long time Richmond dominated it's been turned on its head. Yeah, and, and like you said, Armada is going to be good again next year. Richmond's going to lose their quarterback. I don't, he's a junior. Is he a junior? Yes, he's a junior. I, I thought uh, – No, he's been feels, around so long. It feels long. like this is his fourth year starting. Um, I guess it has only been three. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it's not like Richmond – I don't know. Richmond is tough for me because – I really think they're an improved football team from where they were at a year ago. And yet, they just can't get that win where I go, ooh, that's a biggie. Right. And they've beaten one team this year with a winning record, and that's Yale, and they're 4-3. and three. Right. And you um, wished it was the North Branch one because they had a chance there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, and it's not like – They've really been handled until the last two weeks. They'd been in every ball game. They played either won or were in every ball game that, that they'd played. But again, you look at who they've lost to. They lost to Croslex. They lost to North Branch. They lost to Elmont. And they lost to Armada. But at least they've in the first gotta two. They've got to beat those, right. those teams if they want to get back into the top at four. At least in the first two. You know, they were competitive, and they, they, they played a good game. Well, maybe not a good game, but they, they, it wasn't like the last couple years. 
Last two weeks, they've been taken care of. And Armada, I mean, they had, it, it just felt like, it was the same feeling I get when I do Marine City versus Rival, where Marine City has the mental edge, and Armada came out and just dominated. And Richmond, just as a team, looked like they were worried once they made a mistake the game was going to get away from them. But this this rivalry is firmly in Armada's control, and that has never been the case. You might be able to find a stretch in the 70s where they went like 3-1-1 one, and one in a five-year span or something, but never lost five in a row to Armada, and I believe all five wins have been by 10 or more. And here's the, the other startling thing for me. First six games for Richmond, they gave up 80 points. The worst score was 29. All right, so you're going, and all in, right, they can lean on the defense. And in the last two weeks, they've given up 98 points. Yeah, I mean, granted, Almont's a freight train, but yeah, the the offense or the defense couldn't slow down uh, Armada. They scored on five straight drives. Well, you can make it six if you include the muff punt if you don't consider that the end of a drive. But since Kyle Raleigh has taken over in 2020, 24-23, remember the upset win the first week we had get stuck on sports, and they shocked Richmond. One-point win. The next year, game you were at, I believe, 34-10, Armada beats Richmond, and then they run it back in the playoffs 21 to nothing. Last year, 27-3, to and then this year it was 56-14. to And now you, you, you look at Armada. They're 5-3. and three. And you go, if they recover the onside kick at Yale, they're six and two. If they make their extra points at Elmont, they're seven and one. And it's it's just really weird how a couple of plays and right. we are just so different when we talk about Armada the whole way through. Yes. Not just like, we've always said they're a good football team. We don't know what's going on. But they got to find a way to win. Yeah. And they found and, a way and, to win. And now you, you, you look back at it and you go, man, they're a couple of plays away. And we'd be talking about them as a team that could, you know, get to the semifinals. Well. Or further. The, the test is against Corona, but it feels like that North Branch game might have been an aha moment for a young team. Because, again, almost every name you heard in those highlights, junior or sophomore. And they play significant time. It's This Richmond team, is, or this Armada team, is getting better. And they are playing some pretty good football at the end of the year. And I think they would take that all ten times up out of 10 compared to what they did the last couple years where in 21 they lost four of their last five in last year they lost their last two games hey if they get in it let's say they lose to Corona because Corona is a good team and they get in at five and four do you want to play Armada in the first round no if you're I mean I would love to finally get the Marine City Armada rematch that we've been teased with for going on three years now, but we'll see if that happens. But Armada, if they go to Corona, and even if they don't win, but let's say it's a seven-point ball game, you're putting people on notice at that point. 
because Corona has done nothing but skull bash everyone they've played. Now, Grant, uh, I believe they play Lake Fenton again tomorrow, and Lake Fenton, they beat 49-17 the first time through. So they're probably going to run through them again. If Armada can go to Corona and compete, and again, if they win, forget about it. Now the sky's the limit for Armada. But they go there, and they're within 10 points. You're going, all right, in a rematch, maybe they can flip those 10 points. It's going to be interesting because uh, we've got teams that are definitely projecting up right now, and we've got some teams that are definitely like they've hit a wall here, and I'm I'm nervous. I I think they're all going to get in. Yes. I I think North Branch, you've kind of reassured me North Branch can get in if they beat Holly. Uh, Richmond, I think, is going to beat Clintondale. I think Richmond's going to make the playoffs. Right. Yale, uh, you know, they've, they've got a tough game tomorrow with Elmont. They're the definite underdog there. I think they can beat Schwartz Creek. Right. But what two teams are maybe more improved than the two teams that matched up in week one, Marine City and Armada? Yeah. I'm, and and that, sometimes I almost scratch my head and go, did beating Marine City as badly as they did in week one hurt them like the made next them two think weeks? We arrived we're here, and a young team got a little overconfident. It's like you, you gave a young kid too much money, and he went and spent all of it before he learned fiscal responsibility. Yeah. Because then, like, the, the Yale thing happened. Like, and, they lost the a little bit of the hunger. Happened, but since then, they're 4-1 and one in the last five games. And, you know, again, the Elmont game, they've played Elmont more competitively than anybody else did this year. I mean, North Branch did too, but point taken is that they are. They I was mean, they two had touchdowns a, to two well, touchdowns. I, I look at it like this: Yeah, they had a, a one-point game where they had equal touchdowns. You know, and they were up twelve nothing. Uh, whereas Almont, yes, they had close games with Crosslex and North Branch, but they beat those teams by a touchdown or more. So this Armada team, hey. Uh, they are not a team I'd like to see. And if they can get a nice draw, like if they get the BWAC plus maybe Marine City District gets paired up and goes south with the Detroit District, listen, I know Denby's 8-0. I don't think Denby's that big of a threat. I no, think they they're, they really haven't played a difficult schedule. Of course, no. I said that about Hammondy last year. Yes, that, that is true. <laughs> but um, I know Who's they, undefeated this year too right now. I know they uh, – uh, Denby, that is one tonight, so they're eight zero now. But I would take a battle-tested Marine City or BWAC team that came out of the district. Um, Lutheran North could be in there as well, but this Armada team is trending upward. And Dennis, I'm telling you, either them or Marine City are maybe the most improved team from the first couple weeks of the season to now. I mean, it was night and day difference for Armada from when they played Yale. Yeah. All right, uh, the other BWAC game that got played tonight uh, was Emily City and Algonac. Confirmed. And they, they actually had a battle, and Emily City wins it 14-6 to over the Muskrats. It was 8-6 Emily City going into the fourth, and a, a late pass to Matt Evans made it 14-6 to as the final. Um, it was a defensive struggle on both sides, but... MLA City got the win. They were a little shorthanded. 
but they still found a way to get a win, and good for them. Um, yeah, and it's Coach Brown trying to build up that program. It's tough, especially when you lost a resource with Dryden starting their own football team because they were co-opted with them before. Yeah. That doesn't make a, a sparse pool of kids to pull from even sparser doesn't make it any easier but they got a win good for them and Algonac again we know this is step number one for them to be back and try to be competitive well um, I think Emily City you know you gotta think about getting greedy here and trying to string together back-to-back wins and go three and six they go to Flint Southwestern next week and I don't know (laughs) Much yeah, of anything. I, I, I don't about I don't Flint think they're Flint a great South. team. It, it says they're 0 and 7 and they've there been outscored go. 380 to 26 coming into this I week. I would say the Spartans have a chance. And they're playing Millington. So they're not winning that game. <laughs> oh, I think Emily City would be the favorite in that game. Yeah, and Whitmore Lake is Algonac's uh, opponent and they've got to come to Algonac. So I'm still hopeful the, the Rats open the season with a win. Maybe they can go out with a win too. So uh, that's uh, basically the BWAC other than Almont and Yale is a night game tonight. That one got moved from Friday night to Saturday night. Uh, So 7 o'clock, and I'll have that one on stream one uh, because Mooney on stream two will be Brady's game in the afternoon at 1 o'clock. Mooney taking on Gross Point Liggett. And uh, it doesn't mean anything in the standings, but I I think that's going to be a good game. It means a lot to Mooney. Yeah. I can tell you that much. Because it, it could mean a lot come, you know, in terms of playoffs and, and where you'll end up. Mm-hmm. And are you at home? Are you on the road? And if they get sent north with Harbor Beach and Ubley, well, you're going to be on the road at Ubley. But if you draw Beach, wouldn't you rather play them at home again than have yeah, to go there? Yeah, but I think there? Beach with their – I mean, we'll talk about it. I think they clinched at least a home playoff game um, with That's their That's possible, too. So, uh, but Saturday action – should be fun, uh, but we still have the GTC East and Eight Man to talk about. And we'll do that in just a moment. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, Call 810-987-2185. 
This is McKenna Kitely from Port Huron Northern at Port Huron Schools. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know that I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the court. I also know that they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Same difference. Uh, All right. GTC East, uh, Ubley 42, Cass City 8. That was close. Yeah, the uh, East is markably better than the West, and Ubley is markably better than anyone else in the thumb. <laughs> like, it, I'm not surprised that they did that. They went to Cass City, and this Ubley team has not been, I, I guess in Ubley terms, firing on all cylinders this year, and they still go and dominate the team that won the West and won it pretty convincingly. And I believe, yeah, are are you surprised? Like, they are doing ugly things. Yeah, and uh, and Harbor Beach is doing Harbor Beach things. Uh, they went to uh, Lakers and beat them 18-6. to six. I'm actually That's a little closer than yeah, I thought. Yeah, I was but. just going to say I'm a little more um, surprised because Laker was, I believe they were the second-place team in the West this year, but again, the West wasn't great. So I thought Harbor Beach was going to dominate a little more than they did, but I guess looking back, Lakers' only loss was a blowout to Millington, a blowout to Ubley, and a two-score loss to Cass City. So they're not they're not losing to bad teams. And the other thing about this is it was cold tonight and the weather may have been bad and for uh, Harbor Beach, they got a win. Yeah. They got a win, and they did it against a decent team, and that should probably lock them up to at least a two seed. And now the big test for them is next week, they play Beale City, who is 7-0 and coming into tonight, and I'm going to guess one. Let me, I can check real quick if they play tonight. Um, uh, oh, they, yes, one nothing in a forfeit. Ooh. So whoever, um, where is it? Um Manton. Oh. The Manton Rangers. Didn't want to play. Apparently not. Yeah. Well, I didn't I didn't know Manton had a I didn't know Manton was a city. <laughs> now you do. Uh I, I knew Sterling Heights was a city and I'm disappointed that they yeah, pulled PH the plug. killed their season. Yeah. They pulled the plug after get after letting a century old record be broken. Yeah. Um Marlette beat Reese 32-6, to so another uh, win for the uh, Raiders. And, again, I 
who are destined to be stuck in a district with Harbor Beach and Upley. I mean, at this point, you're hoping for Everest. <laughs> I mean, really, that's you're hoping to go in a district with like Everest, Mooney, uh, Parkway, Christian, and you. Like that's what you're hoping. Which is still for. a pretty tough district. But like Marlette, <laughs> okay, yeah, you just want to play somebody different, right? It's the it's the PH in Northern situation. Where you're like not Rose, well, not De La Salle, and it's getting to the point where it's not Roseville. But okay, you take out Ubley, who is maybe uh, the best team in D8. Okay, and you take out a probable top ten team in D8 in Harbor Beach, and they've done nothing but dominate the competition. They haven't had a they, their closest game and, and their wins was Sandusky by ten. And all Marlette has done is play really well, and they just can't beat the big guns. And the big guns in the GTC East right now, if you're winning that league, you're a state title contender and maybe a favorite. Yeah. All right, I, I do this one. <clears throat> How? That's my wolf cry. Sandusky beat Carroll. Sandusky. Twenty-four to nothing. Yes. Yes. That's the biggest score this season so far. Uh, yeah, because no one's played Bishop Foley in football this year, have they? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> but that should put Sorry. Sandusky, I believe, in the playoffs. They should beat USA next week. Uh, yeah. So that's setting Sandusky up for their first winning season in a few years uh, and get them back in the playoffs. Yeah. USA fell 44-28 to uh, Bad Axe. A down Bad Axe team. A down so. Bad Axe team. Uh, and Vassar got a 35 nothing win over Memphis in the so other the crossover. So the GTC East is probably going to have four playoff teams. When's the last time that happened? I don't know. When's the last time the GT East went 5-1 uh, and one against the West in a crossover? Maybe like week two. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. But It might have because Sandusky won. Marlette beat uh, their crossover. Harbor Beach did. Ubley did. So as long as... Uh, Bad Axe beat whoever they played in week two, and they played as the – yeah, they beat Reese, so, yeah, six weeks ago. Okay. But, I mean, but we haven't had lot. many seasons like this no. where it's decidedly the East winning. We've had seasons where it was decidedly the West winning, and, like, Ubley or Harbor Beach would keep it from being well, a sweep. Well, that's because Marlette's up. Sandusky's having an up year, and some traditional powers aren't as strong with Laker, and USA hasn't had a really solid team in a few years. So the West just is on a downward in the cycle, and the East is in an upward uh, part of the cycle. So Now, now I'm interested when we get into the eight-man. I, I want to see how you analyze this or overanalyze it or underanalyze it. All right, go ahead. Brown City 20, K-Pack nothing. Slept walk through a game. K-Pac played inspired. Brown City might be bored. And, <laughs> like, I, okay, that's their first stinker of the year. Maybe Oakland <laughs> Is Christian. It a stinker? <laughs> you win by 20 and uh, it's a stinker. It was, you, you don't allow a point and you win by 20 and we're looking at it going, well, what happened there? <laughs> it was a 6 nothing game at halftime. I mean, like, if we're, eh. They, did Brown City rest guys? Did they no, I think get they, younger guys I just some think playing they time? Well, just maybe didn't take K-Pac seriously, and K-Pac played a little more conservative of a game to try and 
limit the number of touches and possessions. And, and again, I also wonder about weather and field conditions and things like that. Capex had some games where they played with some good – who was it? Uh, they, they almost beat Mayville. Um, they haven't just rolled over and died to good teams. And I think KPAC has some pride in them. They're not going to just go, all right, well, time to let Brown City win. So, I don't know. It's not a lot to analyze with the rest of these. Deckerville beat Burton Atherton 42 to nothing. And Atherton was a team that had been playing teams somewhat competitively. Yeah, but you you, you knew they that they weren't going to stand in there with Deckerville. I, no, but if it would have came back 35 to 20, I wouldn't have been – like, oh, what happened with Deckerville? Like, Atherton fights. Well, All right. Uh, in the stripes on Thursday, Peck beat up on CPS 68-8. to uh, eight. I was uh, just reading a, an email from the coach there. CPS was missing a bunch of guys, Yeah, too. and Peck took advantage and of Peck. it. And, you know, and, and I don't blame Peck either because they've been on the other end of these scores. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, they lost 74-8 to eight, uh mm. All Saints. So I mean, if you get if it's been done to you a few times and you get a chance to do it to somebody else, I can see you taking especially for a young team and especially against a rival. Yes. So uh, I mean, and an eight man, especially when you're already struggling, losing one or two guys. It's not like losing one or two guys if you're Port Huron or Marysville or a big school that has a lot lot of kids to pull from. You lose one guy, you think about it, that probably a starter on both sides of the ball, and you lose an eighth of your team. Yeah. And you lose two. And you probably don't really have a guy who's prepared to go to right. that spot and play it. When you're, Yeah. You probably have about six, seven guys that you feel comfortable with, and you're trying to make other guys, get them ready or work other guys in or wait for them to physically mature because they're too young and – when it goes sideways, it goes sideways, and Peck took advantage of it. And uh, New Haven uh, Merritt, or, or I should say uh, Zion State, uh, with a uh, 40 to 20 win over was North it Zion Huron. Campbell, I think. Was Zion Campbell. Zion Campbell State, 40, uh, North Huron, 20. Yeah, I wonder how many of the points he had. But. Probably 38 of them. But <laughs> all in all, a week where everything kind of went where we expected it to. Yeah, I mean, again, we thought our MAC teams, all five of them would win. All five of them won. Maybe not as convincingly as we thought, but the, they still got double score wins. Yeah, the the GTC East went the way we kind of saw them against the the West, uh, and in the in the BWAC, I mean, I feel like the better teams won in those three matchups. Yeah, I just. Week nine is going to be the interesting one because, one, everyone plays out of conference. Like, the BWAC is going to really show their gusto because Croslex is going to play Freeland um, in Freeland. Armada is going to Corona. Ogemaw Heights West Branch is now 7-1, and one, and they are coming down to play Almont, who at worst will also be 7-1. and one. North Branch has a win and in, I believe, at Holly. If, if Yale loses, they'll likely have a win and in at Schwartz Creek. Yes, I don't know if that's at, at Schwartz Creek. Uh, is it, it is at Schwartz it's Creek? At Schwartz Creek, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the rest. Who am I missing? Um, Richmond's got Clinton. Yeah, Richmond's got a win and in against Clintondale. Who has, I believe that's at Richmond. Yes, and they've and Clintondale's been at least somewhat competitive. Like they 
it wasn't like some Clintondale teams in the past where when they played Marine City, it was over before the first quarter ended. They were at least theoretically in the game. Um, so that's not a give me for Richmond. So BWAC, Especially not the way they played the last two weeks. Right. The BWAC has a lot to prove. And then it becomes playoff time where, hey, last year we were ready to pimp you out and say how great you were. And as a conference, and I know one doesn't have to do with the other, but as a conference kind of fell on their face. And it's going to be redemption time this year. Yeah, I, I remember doing the uh, the show after week one of the playoffs and being kind of sour. Yes. So, um, anything else? Again, if you're listening to this Saturday morning, 1 o'clock, I will be live with Liggett and Mooney. I'll actually be in a press box this time when this game's played. And Dennis. It won't be any warmer, but you'll be. Oh, last year it was hot. Dryer. Last year was hot as hell. I showed up at Wayne State <laughs> and my face was just beat red. I had sunburn doing a football game. Yeah, and I don't think you're going to have any sun tomorrow. And you'll be at Yale Park. And I definitely won't have any sun. Elmont will try to avoid Yale Park magic and the Bulldogs will try to harness it because if they win tomorrow, they're in the playoffs. Then the yeah. Schwartz Creek game becomes gravy and depending on the draw, you win out your Yale might get a home game but with Croslex winning tonight Almont does technically have something to play for so do you think there's going to be Croslex kids or fans there cheering on their rival I I don't know or do you think they'll just sit at home and listen to you maybe maybe coaches will will show up and and watch uh and and see if it's worth staying around for the whole game or if they just stay for a little while uh and see what happens um we'll see uh it's seven o'clock tomorrow night uh, or tonight, because yeah. you'll be listening to this on Saturday. And technically, um, it's Saturday when we're recording on, this. Uh, on Stream 1, Elmont at Yale. And again, Brady's got the afternoon tilt between Mooney and Gross Point Liggett that I actually think is going to be a pretty good football game. I do, too. It just, yeah, week eight was, we knew it wasn't one of the more exciting weeks coming into the season, um, but week it sets up what can be a fun week nine because Dennis – more than any week nine I think we've had the past few years, I feel like the perception of a lot of our teams could change depending on week nine. Well, we'll see what like happens. We're, we're two months in, and one week we could flip probably a half dozen teams what we think about them going into the playoffs. Yeah. I. Uh, well, we'll get – Let's get to it when we, when we get to it, and let's see scores, and then try to evaluate it. Because I don't know how I feel about some of those games. Like, well, like I say, we'll we'll get to it. All right, all right. All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, be back Tuesday. All right. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.